Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Gemma, welcome back to another episode of Thriller Bitcoin. Today we have on the show Texas Slim. Hey, Slim. What's up, Gar? How's it going? It's going. Well, we know how it's going. We've been, we've <laughs> we've been, been talking <laughs> to each other the last two days. Uh, first, let's start off right off the bat. Kerrville, uh, Texas. Texas uh, Beef Initiative, throwing the biggest conference for Bitcoiners in the state of Texas, probably in the United States right now, I would say. like This is the biggest conference in April besides the Bitcoin conference, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, it is, it's a, you know, that's what we want it to be as far as in, you know, if it's not in, uh, in, in, in body, you know, in mind and spirit, you know, here we go. It's the first one that we've tried to accomplish. We will accomplish it. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, interesting aspects to this first conference, which they always are whenever you try to hold a conference. I've never done a damn conference before in my life. It's going well. It is. I mean, man, you know, <laughs> I, for, is, you for know, being involved in many conferences and then seeing yours kind of happen naturally? Yeah. Do you think that's a testament to to you or do you think the people around you? What do you think that is? Well, I think it's it's kind of how I've approached everything and you've, you, you know, and uh, everybody here in Austin has been with me since the very beginning. Right. You know, like we were talking about earlier, Kyle introduced me to K&T Cattle, Boss, Cole, you yeah. know, everything that how it, transpi- it transpires is what I've always tried to be is just stay humble. And here we go. Let's just see how this works out. You know, and you know, my philosophy is that you, we got to live in truth. We got to act in truth. We have first principle, principles of truth of what we're trying to accomplish. I think that I, the feedback that I've gotten received back from people is the reason they authenticity. Let's just say that is like, if you can truly be authentic with what you're trying to accomplish and you, you kind of expose yourself saying, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. People are going to gravitate to you. It's a vibration. It's a spirit that you kind of create over time. And you, you find it in my position where I'm standing is that I've had some kick-ass people approach me and say, Hey man, can I help out? I said, well, hell yeah. You know, because I'm doing this on my own. You know, I, I've, I've never had any sponsorship. Uh, this is all my own money. 
dirty fiat money that it is. <laughs> and it wasn't that much to start with. Uh -huh. You know, I haven't worked for two years. I said, I'm going to liquidate, liquidate as much as I can into Bitcoin. And I'm going to fucking move forward here from here on out. And it's going to be based on food intelligence. And it's about saving lives. And I, 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 that's how I live now. You know, I've had a great life. I've been able to do a lot of things. But right now, everything that's happening is because everybody in the space is wanting to be part of it. So that speaks for its own testament. It's so beautiful that uh, we look at Central Texas and just Texas as a whole. And there's this beaming like signal coming out of Texas that it's just like, this is the way. We have the Texas Slims, we have the Marty Bantz, we have the Parker Lewis's, we have the Kyle Murphy's. Like we have a lot of very smart individuals yeah. here. It's like all these things are kind of just like happening. All these people, these leaders are stepping up. Do you think that's a coincidence? What do you think that is? Because you've been in Texas for a long time. Like, what do you think that is, Slim? I, I'll start off with just telling my story to reflect on what you just said. Whenever I was a teenager, you know, I grew up small town, Texas, up in the panhandle. And I got sick of it. Of course, you do. You know, small town, you want to go out and see bright lights, big city. I always loved Austin, Texas. My dad used to take me here as a child. And this was a vacation spot in Austin, Texas. Well, whenever I was, I guess, 19, man, I was listening to a lot of Leonard Skinner and Freebird. <laughs> so I, I basically loaded up in my car. I had $150 in my pocket and I gravitated to Austin. I ended up on 6th Street. I ended up freaking bartending on 6th Street. That was my first entry point into the spirit of Austin. Wow. For me, it was fascinating. You know, I never seen anything like it, right? That progressed into something that I, I found out about Austin, that it's it, it has a, a magnetism to it that pulls people in. It sure does. And whenever that happens, it starts percolating into, in, into something you can't explain. In my past experience, it was first, I learned how to travel. I met people that were international saying, hey, you need to go here. Well, how do I do that? I'm poor. Well, you can do it. You know, you just got to do it. Well, that travel ended up being, well, I want to get into technology. And so that was at the startup times of technology in Austin, Texas, in Central Texas. You had a lot of people coming to Austin. And it was something that has created Austin to what it is today. You know, you had that same spirit back there in the 90s, right? Well, what do you see now? You see the same damn thing, but it's happening tenfold. It's a lot bigger than it was back then. And exactly what you just said, there's something magical going on in Central Texas right now. And it's just not Austin. It's it's the hill country. Right. It sure it's is. everything. And that's what we're trying to it's do. It's all these small towns around uh, mm -hmm. here in Central Texas in this area. Um, it's it's fascinating to see. We even see like San Antonio start up their own Bitcoin thing over there too as well. We have Parker doing the Houston thing and and you know, Owls Lacrosse and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's it's amazing to see all this signal um, coming right now in, in Texas. And I I think Kerrville, I, Parker was saying yesterday on the on on TFTC that Parker thinks it's like going to be a place where you're going to have Bitcoiners, ranchers, and then you're going to have people of Texas all meeting together and congregating. And like, he had a beautiful way of saying it. And I, it was, it was like, yeah, it sure is going to be that. Right. We're all going to learn from each other. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the beauty of, of what, you know, I brag about being Texan. That's what Texas brings to the table here. We have a sense of uh, collective independence that if you, if you're not from here, you're welcome here. But that, that, collective independence of, of thought, it, it combines into 
the history of Texas, the mindset of Texans, as far as us being able to bring in ranchers, finance, doctors, Bitcoiners, uh, you know, any walks of life, it works here. And I've always found out in Texas panhandle, man, that is totally different than Austin, Texas. Right. You know, whenever I was in, you know, when I lived in Austin, everybody in the panhandle, you know, Austin's weird, right? They don't understand it. Well, I've always been a guy that can kind of understand and I'll get along with a lot of different types of people. You sure do. Yeah. You know, it's not a judgment. It's always, Hey, what can I learn from you car? What can I learn from Logan? What can I learn from Marty? What can I learn from everybody? Right. What can I bring to that table? I think if once you get to Texas and once you get to Austin, it is diverse. You just got the good and the bad and the ugly, right? Right. But once that happens, you understand that Texas has got something that it is its own country state of mind. And so if we can bring that awareness as far as people's like um, thought processes and how they can tie in what they're trying to accomplish, then you do have that to where it, it happens in a place like Kerrville, Texas. And that's why I, I chose Kerrville. It's like, well, you got to freaking drive to get there. That's why, you know, get off your ass. Let's go. And you know, let's go check out these small towns. Let's see the hill country. Let's see. It's beautiful out there. Let's go to the Museum of yeah. Western Art in, in Kerrville, Texas. And everybody goes, what? There's a museum? Yeah, you're damn right. There's a museum there. And you're going to learn a lot. And you're going to create some history just by being at this conference is what we're trying to establish. Yeah. And, and it's also signaling out to, to the devs here in town too. I was, mm -hmm. I was hanging out with some devs last night and we're, we're all talking about the, the conference this weekend in Kerrville. Uh, I've talked to plebs last week. They're excited about the conference here in Kerrville. Right. Uh, what you're doing, Slim, is it's like a cultural movement right now. And, but I also feel like you're just sending out the right way moving forward and a lot of us younger guys and women we don't i guess we were kind of hypnotized mm -hmm. you know through the 2000s and the 2010s and yeah yeah well you bring up a point that gets brought up a lot and you know adam brought up that point too and he goes you know because we're generational x and he, he said you know I'm guilty. We're all guilty here because we were out having fun. We were in the same trance. We we're in the, you know, the pop culture bullshit that got us here in a lot of ways. A lot of it was a damn good time. We had a blast, you know, when we were younger. We have to be stewards of that change within the younger generation. And that's the ownership that, you know, we're trying to take and lead with that, hey, you know, there's a different perspective here, man. You can point your compass in a different direction. And with my past skill sets and within technology research and analysis, I've always been taught to look at, look at every angle, you know, 360, you know, look at the full circle angle of, of who you are mm -hmm. and, and, and what situation you're in. I learned some mind mapping, you know, uh, you know, years ago that I've used to this day. It's like, you know, I'll put myself out in a field, an empty field of, let's say, wheat. Oh, wow. And I make myself visualize myself from every angle. You know, in my mind, I'm a very visual person. And so what I do is I mind map what I look like at a very every angle, physically, but then spiritually, uh, mentally, emotionally. And to be able to do that and to kind of get that skill set to mind map into who you are as a person, you create new awarenesses because you can go into a lot of situations and say, I'm going to look at this at a different angle right now. 
You can find out if you're the smartest or dumbest person in a room. You can find out if you, you get a little sense of self-awareness. And I think that everything you know, that we're talking about right now is a deep-seated sense of awareness, self-awareness that we all need, that we can bring to the table, that we can bring to our society and to our friends, to our connections mm-hmm. and everything like that. And, and right now, I believe in the world, especially... In our culture, we have a religion of self that is very dangerous. Interesting. And you know, what is what is that? What is that? So I'm like, what do you? Well, what do you think? Why do you think that is? And then what is that? Or let's start with sure. First, so yeah. Well, the religion of self I look at is based on a false ego that uh, I think that our society is allowed to happen within our spirit as far as who we are as a people, who we are as individuals. Whenever you have the religion of self, you basically know how to take. You're taking, you're, you're making people give attention to the self. Whenever you can surrender self into basically giving instead of receiving or taking, then you lose the religion of self and you become basically somebody that will not receive unless you give. Because if you look at that, you know, and I've, you, you and I were talking about earlier, you know, I've been around mm-hmm. the world a couple of times, you know, I've, I've Thailand, you know, Asia, Europe. I mean, I've studied Taoism, I studied Buddhism, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, you know, that's, that's, that's my truth. Right. Right. But I like these philosophies because they bring a lot to the table. Once again, I'm analyzing everything in a 360 degree view here. And whenever I look at that view, you see a circle, you see something that is based on, you know, without giving yourself to others, then you're stealing. And whenever you can realize that as a person, as a young man or a young woman, especially, you, you realize that you receive so much more in your life whenever you lose the religion of self and how you, how you respect yourself as an individual is basically by giving to everybody around you. And if that is your purpose, then you don't have to worry about taking and you're, you're going to know that you're going to live in an abundance. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that, um, you, you know, my story personally, but sure. I'll share it with everybody. Like in, in, in 2020, end of 2020, you know, the whole code, everybody went through a change and, you know, during COVID and the end of 2020, I picked up Jimmy's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank God for Bitcoin. And that started the sequence of events, right. To where I'm at today. But, um, it, for me, it was like switching that gear back to God. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, through that, I learned what you're talking about, about being of service, you know, to God and to others around you and, and treating everybody like you're, they're your brothers and sisters and, um, and working through that on a daily basis by praying, going to church every Sunday, being involved in your church, like whether, whether that's in the choir or whatever you can do. Um, and so once I started down that process and I just got baptized this past weekend. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I, you know, you know, since we first met, I was telling you I was going down this journey. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff you already know, but like, um, it was fascinating, uh, because a lot of people, they saw me get baptized through the live stream, which I didn't think people were going to watch, but it turns out a lot of people were watching it. Yes. And then a lot of Bitcoiners came to my, uh, baptismal. And uh, we were all hanging out afterwards because it was a really long mass. It's like the longest mass of right. the year, <laughs> the Easter vigil. And um, 
we're there and uh, uh, they all come hang out and we're all talking afterwards and literally slim. It was, it was one of the, one of my favorite moments of my life. It really was. And I, I didn't think it was going to be that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it was a big deal, but I didn't think it was going to be that, but it was like one of my favorite moments of my entire life. And uh, we're all hanging out. Then in the reception afterwards, cause they all had to leave cause it was like pretty late, but we still had a reception to go to for, for everybody at the church. And a lot of them came up to me and they're like, we saw all your friends uh, hanging out with you after the the thing. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, those are all my friends. They're like, they look really cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> one lady's like, they look really cool. Like they were just surprised that uh, a lot of us Bitcoiners are like different, mm-hmm. but like you can feel that energy that's coming out of us. I don't know what it is, but um, it was super special. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it is something that everybody experiences that I've, I've, I've felt it many times in my life. You know, those moments of clarity is what you just explained. Those moments of clarity are, it's, it's a form of vibration, a vibration that is basically based on spirit, man. And, and until you go down that rabbit hole of, of basically understanding your purpose, maybe, as an right. individual, right. I mean, until you have the balls to go and do that, dive down in there, get deep with this, mm-hmm. you're not going to feel it. And a lot of people are afraid to go there. I think so. Uh, Cause uh, uh, I, I definitely felt a fog in my, in my, I'm pointing to my brain right now, but like when that, when that happened, Slim, like mm-hmm. this whole frontal lobe area yeah. is just like lighting up now. And it's been lighting up since, since Saturday evening. Right. And so the next day I, I walked, uh, I was walking to just my local coffee place and uh, I was humming, singing. <laughs> I was looking at the bird. I saw a cat walk by. I was like, Hey cat, I love you cat. Like mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, I saw these birds playing, um, you know, a little ladybug landed on my hand. It was very much like a, like a, almost like a, like a fairy tale thing that was sure. happening that morning. Um, but it was like, you see, you see God in a lot of things. And I think that's the thing I learned, uh, is like, God is in everybody, whether they want to admit it or not. Like there's, there's people have a certain spirit, like a vibration that you're saying. And it's, it's pretty amazing when you start looking at everybody, like your brother and sister, because then you start realizing like, oh, of course you would help your brother. Of course you would help your sister. These are, this is what the world is. We're all brothers and sisters. We need to understand like God looks at us like we're his children. And we need to remember that everybody's our brother. Everybody's our sister. And if we start acting more like that, we can change the world. And I think Bitcoiners understand that for the most part, right? They do. That, and sometimes they don't even realize why they do understand it. And that's part of the journey. You know, when you look at, once I said religion of self, the reason that we we're afraid to turn things over, you know, you're supposed to surrender, right? Right. If you can fully submit and surrender to the to to the truth that you and I are speaking about right now, you want to talk about a sense of freedom, you know, to where basically you're tuned in to that spirit of who you are 
not to the flesh of who you are, but to the spirit of who you are. Once you can surrender, then, you know, you're going to have those spiritual moments, those moments of clarity and everybody, it's not freaking kumbaya people. This is not not what we're talking about. This is talk about freaking being pretty able to go toe to toe with some evil that's going on in this world. When you can laugh at people that are so freaking driven by false ego and you can look them in the eye and say, man, you're, you got the wrong vibration going on, man. You need to change your ways. You need to step up on me a little bit different. Let me teach you how to do that. Or let me show you in a, in a very humble way. Right. And something right. doesn't come. I, you know, I, I try every day. I look at myself every day and I say, you can't lead with ego. And a lot of people yeah. don't understand what ego and pride is because it, it, it is kind of complicated. It's, it's to dissect the true meaning of ego. Right. You know, um, I look at ego and how I explain it is the religion of self. And, you know, whenever you, you've got, you know, went through your baptism and everything and how you're filling with your frontal lobe and how you're able to walk in peace. Right. Man, that's, that's, that's a journey that people are scared shitless to go down. And a lot of times it does take a lot of chaos in your life. It takes a lot of pain. It takes a lot of, uh, you know, those scars that happen to the flesh and to the, to the spirit and to the religion of self. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll share something really personal. Um, the next day, Slim, on Sunday, mm-hmm. was interesting. You know, I would love your thoughts on this. Uh, I haven't talked to my father in like, 15, 20 years, something like that. Yeah. Right. Cause we, he just never had a relationship with us growing up. Right. Sure. Um, and I, I, uh, my brothers and sister uh, don't talk to him either. So it's like a whole thing. Right. And on Sunday I woke up and I was like, I want to go meet my father again. Like I want to go out there and like shake his hand and talk to him. Um, and I don't know why that popped in my head and why God was telling me to go and do this. But it was like something, it was something that was like, I just couldn't explain why that popped in my head. Cause I haven't thought about him in a really long time. And it was like, yeah, I need to go do this. Like, this is what's calling me to go and do that. And I feel like God was telling me, Hey, you know him, like the guy who, who made you, yeah. you need to go uh, talk to him. Well, and um, what do you think that is? Well, I know exactly what it is. Um, you got baptized and you got baptized because, you know, in being a Christian, right. You know, uh-huh. there, the, the, the path to um, corruption is wide. Narrow is the gate into, you know, to the, to the understanding of what God is and everything. Well, everything that basically Jesus died for basically sacrificed himself for was forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We as a society are taught resentment, regret, insecurity, all kinds of things that basically is based on that false ego until you can really surrender over and say, I'm willing to forgive everything that's ever happened to me. You take ownership. You say, I played a part in all of this. Right. And how I get over that, playing a part into that. You help yourself understand that forgiveness is the way to having that peace of mind and that loving spirit and you wanting to yearn to know who your father is again and to shake his hand and give him a hug and say, yeah, I understand. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but I thought it was interesting, but 
I think every, I'll tell you what, I I had the same thing with my father. We had a great relationship when I was younger. Um, And then it it fell apart. I think a lot of men have that, you know, especially in the United States, a lot of resentments for a lot of years and, you know, against my father, guess what, man, the only thing that got us to the, through that gate of having a loving relationship, a father son relationship again was forgiveness because it's so easy to point that finger and say, hey, especially a son saying, you're right. an asshole, dad. <laughs> you treating me like shit, you know? And, and, and you find out in the long run, usually it was something that they they were trying to do good. It's just that we live in a, a society yeah, now. Yeah, it's more nuanced than that. Yeah. There's actually probably more to the story than what we were told, right? Sure. And it's not blaming anybody in our family, but it's just like, oh, well, I know, I know me personally, like somebody will say something about car and then find out like when they have a conversation with me, it actually didn't go that way. Yeah. And so maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's what I'm learning. You will. I mean, you're going to go down that path because what, what you started with, you know, starting with your father like that was probably the most important th- uh, person you could start with. And if you overcame that, that mountain that, you know, really was just a molehill, Right now it seems so simple, right? Sure does. And so you, you're allowing yourself to make it that simple. And what people need to understand is the hardest thing in the world, as far as what we're taught is to hold a grudge. The easiest way to overcome anything, hardship in any life is forgiveness. Love thy brother, man. Love thy neighbor, love thy brother, love thy sister. And that's, that's why I think like Jesus has helped me out with, with all of that. Yeah. I was not there two years ago. No. And even last year, I was slowly turning into it and like really learning more and more and more and more. You would, you would make missteps here, or missteps there. But over the course of through all of this, I finally feel like I got to a place where I'm like, Oh, I, I got a hold of this now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. This, this seems like this is the way forward. And this is how it's going to work from now on going forward in my life. It is. And one thing that, you know, as far as you, you, you know, getting saved and, you know, giving your life over. And one thing you have to understand is that we always have great beginnings. You're going to get shit thrown at you in this life that you better have a good foundation. Absolutely. And you have to nurture that crap every day, man. And you, if you don't, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll, it'll sneak up on you. Yeah. My, my younger brother was telling me on that. He was like, car, make sure you're, uh, Make sure you're doing this every day and, and don't, don't, don't lose that thing that you have. Cause it's very easy for people that, that go through the same thing you're going through. And then they lose that spiritual, uh, th- that, that, that Holy spirit throughout mm-hmm. the process. So he's like, you got to put that first before anything else. That's what he was telling my younger brother. I was like, okay, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you, David. Like, that's why mm-hmm. literally was, uh, thinking, uh, when you said that, um, I'm super excited for Kerrville because you guys are going to have uh, a Sunday. Yeah, we're going to have a Sunday devotional there. They have the, uh, it's amazing. It's a big old cross that they raised on a little hill there. It's pretty badass. I mean, if you go to yeah. it and like you look at it, I can't wait up, to see yeah, it. Go ahead and search uh, cross in Kerrville and it's easy to find. But, uh, you know, in everybody, I'll tell you a story. My ancestral grandfather, his name was Samuel Jeffcoat. Boss, he, was the, yeah. he was the first person recognized in the colonies to ever establish a Methodist church. Interesting. South Carolina, Lexington wow. County, South Carolina. So he had nine sons, right? And so I come from formal religion. 
I despise formal religion in a way because it's been so captured. And, you know, the way I look at, I don't even say religion anymore, man. The way that I follow Jesus Christ is I look at Jesus and this is my kind of fun spin to it. I mean, he was the biggest, baddest outlaw that ever lived. <laughs> you think Isn't about he that? though, right? Well, you look at that, he sure man. is, yeah. And you can take that statement right there and you say, <laughs> you think about how he felt, man. You think about the- At the time that he was in, right? And like, you look at what, you know, what they did to him and, and all of that. And he still held strong to his beliefs. Yeah. Like he totally would have been a Bitcoin. <laughs> exactly. He was. And, you know, Jimmy brings, you know, God and everything. But you look at what he did. If you follow the three years, you know, that, you know, that he walked this earth, let's say. Right. And, he, you know, he had his apostles, he had his disciples and shit. Think the frustration that he went through. He's talking to these dudes every day, right? He's like, hey, man, I'm going to tell you, they're going to come and kill my ass. And everybody's like, <laughs> they're not believing. They're not believing. And then, you know. Yeah, they think he's paranoid. Yeah, they think he's paranoid. It's a conspiracy theory, all this kind of stuff. So he has to walk the damn earth for three years. And he's telling all these guys, says, hey, man, you guys need to listen to me. And even up to the moment that he was basically crucified, everybody said, we don't know who you are, man. Think about that. Yeah, they all denied him. Mm -hmm. And if you look at this world and the way it is, if you're a Christian, if you are a man of this world, the world, uh, you know, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, this world's going to hate you, and you have to Absolutely, be you have to yeah. be willing to be able to have that protection. You know, if you are a man of this world and all of the evil crap that's going on, then you know you're going to be of this world. And once you can accept that I'm not of this world, I'm of the spirit. Right. And you can you can frame in any way you want, man. You know, Jesus to me is a freaking outlaw. You know, let's be an outlaw. That's cool. Yeah. It's such a cool statement. Well, look at it. He was in freaking Rome, man. He was battling the damn empire here. And right. you know, even his own people were kind of sounds kind of sounds like we're kind of going through something like that right now. Aren't we? I mean, right. haven't we always been the last 2000 years? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the way I look at it. I mean, we, we look at the hardships that have come across, you know, humanity and how, how bad we are to each other. Right. And if you want to participate, go ahead. I'm not going to participate anymore. I'm going to basically do something that we're going to innovate through that we're going to, like I say, counterpunch through, and we're going to bring some good back into this. We're going to bring some laughter, some strength. And it, you know, it starts with my spirit. So. Absolutely. And that's why I like what, what you're doing and, and you have this, you're, you're tackling Bitcoin from a different angle with the ranchers and mm-hmm. with the beef initiative and I, I think a lot of people out there, if you're listening, like you need to, what are you great at? What, what kind of, uh, what's your, what's your niche? What do you, what do you feel strongest about? If you're, if you're looking for something to do in Bitcoin and you just go through that, cause all roads lead back to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fascinating how like in you, you activated a, a lot of plebs, right? right? Right. Like we were, you were just talking to the meat mafia yeah. uh, today and they, they're like the biggest fans of Slim. And then I was at the Bitcoin conference <laughs> and I'm hanging out with Slim at the Bitcoin conference in, in Miami and uh, walking through, walking down the streets. People are like, yo, are you Texas Slim? Are you, te- <laughs> <laughs> they were, you were, you had some followers, man. It's, that's, it, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it's interesting to me because, you know, 
at heart, I'm a freaking smart ass, you know, I really am. It, it, it comes naturally. It really does. Yeah. But, you know, I've never been one for, you know, having a big fanfare or anything like that. You know, that, yeah, I could tell you didn't, you didn't like it, but you were like, okay, I, I have to, I have to act accordingly because we have to honor, right. We have to honor people's appreciation. And so that's what you yeah. try to do. It's called ownership. Ownership. Yeah. And if, if you're going to, if you're going to have to, if you're going to try to do what I'm doing, you better own people's responses to you, good and bad. Right. And be able to have, you know, be that base layer of, you know, um, something that you're secure within that you can, you can handle that. So that's what we're going through and it's fun. I mean, I, you know, I've, like I said, you know, had a charmed life, you know, in many ways, I had a hard life in many ways, mm -hmm. but right now finding this ethos that all of us are finding within the B Bitcoin, you know, ethos and how that turns into anything that you want it to turn into. Mine was food. It was the timing thing of my life right. and say, well, you know, one word that I combined, two words that I combined together, it said food intelligence. And that, that basically created a rabbit hole that people really want to know more about. And so what you can do is you can look at your own life, like you said, and say, man, what am I very passionate about? Find that portal that you can pursue it and use that ethos that we're talking about in the Bitcoin world, because that's what we're, we're that's the curiosity. That's the mystery. You know, that's, that's the novel that has not been written yet. And each individual can do it. Yeah. And I think, I think that's where the world is slowly changing now. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to be, it's going to, a lot of the, and Marty talks about it all the time on the pod where it's like a lot of these jobs that are middlemen, basically mm. they're, they're not going to, they're not going to be needed anymore. Right. Like, uh, I, I think at a certain point you're going to need to find out what you're really made of and like, yeah. what, what kind of value do you bring to society? And it has to be substantial for you to make a living. I think that's kind of the, kind of the world that's kind of shaping right now. It's like, if you don't provide some value to society, mm -hmm. it's going to be, you're going to have a really hard time. And then on top of that, you don't own any Bitcoin. You're going to have a really hard time. Right. Yeah. Well, you're going to, you know, and that's a lot that I brought to awareness within, you know, diving into food and the intelligence, you know, I'm able to access or have access. People don't realize that they are the product. A lot of normies out there in this world do not realize they are the product based on data, behavior, consumption. And so once, once the individual can understand that I'm the fucking product, oh, hell, man, I, I better, I tell everybody, you better start engineering your own suffering a little bit. Mm -hmm. So before it's uh, engineered upon you, before suffering is engineered upon you, I don't think a lot of people are ready to do that or understand that that's what they need to do. You talk about a lot of, you know, people out there in the middle, you know, aspect of careers and what they're doing as far as a profession. Man, I had that in technology as, you know, from the startup days until it got a little bit more advanced into corporate America. Mine ended up in telecommunications. In the two telecommunications, man, you want to talk about 49% of people usually not doing a damn thing. Wow. Just getting paid. And I saw it firsthand. And what you see is that, they can't let those people go. They couldn't back then because if they, if they don't ha uh, employ those people, they're going to lose more money than employing them. They have to burn that fiat cash to be able to keep their power, their leverage within the industry itself. You have a lot of zombie companies out there. We know that as far as the dollar being debased, all the money printing that's going on, a lot of people are trapped into that zombie space of their career. And a lot of people have led their life moving forward with their career instead of their basically, I don't know, self-empowerment. 
Right. And people are going to have to answer. And you're either going to, you're going to go up there and you're going to step up and you're going to do something. You're going to engineer a little suffering right now for yourself, or you're going to have the, the suffering engineered upon you. And if, if you don't do that, you're going to get captured in a way where you know how people are getting captured within, you know, within the COVID narrative with that marketing plan that just happened this last two years. You know, a lot of people have surrendered themselves and they don't even realize that yet monetarily um, through a database that they've created as far as vaccinations, as far as being tested for COVID. There's a lot of things that people really do not understand that will unfold. Uh, the type of traceability that they can perform us on us now, you know, based on our data, based upon certain applications, travel, you know, the type of prohibition that they're bringing upon us. If you are trapped in that zombie state of uh, of your lifestyle, of of the brain fog that has been caused as far as career choices that you've made, that you, you really tried to do something that was very intentional, that was going to lead to something better and more freedom for you you're going to have some suffering and and people are going to wake up to that. And that's how I looked at the COVID is like, you know, people aren't thinking, how do we start think, get rid of that damn brain fog? How do we do that? Well, through nutrition, we have to start with the source of the seed of what makes us think clearly. There's only one way to do that. And that's hence, you know, while we're doing the beef initiative. Yeah. I I told you last year when you started, started coming on the pod with Marty. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the last time you came on last year, we we're in the backyard. And I think I had like a Sprite or something. And you were like, you were saying all these things. I was like, that's when I had like the, the epiphany moment. I was like, yeah, Slim's right. Like this is, this is, I need to start making these changes. Mm-hmm. And like I, little by little, I started making these changes. I mean, I was already making changes, just hanging out with Kyle Murphy. You kind of just already right. naturally just uh, kind of uh, adhere uh, and then when you had, you came on the pod the last time, I was like, yeah, these, all these things need to change in, in my lifestyle. And that's kind of where I started going down. And, and, and I'm now I'm working out like almost every day, mm-hmm. getting in that sauna, uh, really like really soaking it in, yeah. sweating out those seed oils, <laughs> whatever's been, you know, captured <laughs> over the years. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, I've, I, I see that change in my life. That's already starting to take hold. And uh, it really does clear the mind. It does. And we, we, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, the last hour is people make it so freaking complicated. And I just try to bring simplicity to the, to the narrative, to the signal and to the conversation. It's like, man, low time preference, man, slow roll into this. If it starts with a freaking right. Sprite, don't drink the damn Sprite next yeah. time. I mean, it literally okay. is a low time preference change that you can make. You try to do something too drastically. Yeah. And then you said this, like you do something too drastically, then you said it was like a soap. What is that called? Like when a, when a drunk gives up a, it's drink. a dry drunk. Yeah. Oh, explain what that is. Cause okay. I, I, when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Well, you know, my, I learned this from my father. He was a counselor, you know, LCDC licensed chemical dependency counselor for 25 years. And I was always, you know, I partied too much. I drank too much at times, you know, in my life. I'm the first to admit it. I'm not innocent here. You know, I've, I've traveled these paths as many people have. And he would advise me at certain times as a father and as counselor. So I got both of it. <laughs> and he said, you're not, you're acting like a freaking dry drunk right now. And wow. I was like, what is that? He goes, well, you'll get people that get sober, right? Okay. They keep, they, they quit drinking or, 
or drugging, right? Right. And so what they don't, though, they don't tie into that spirituality of what it means to have clarity, like you're talking about, have that spiritual awakening, whatever it is. If you want to freaking worship a plant and that's your spirituality, go for it. Mine, yours, Jesus Christ. Right. I don't have a problem saying that. Right. But if you go into something and you're acting like a dry drunk, man, you're just going to, you're going to be trapped. You're going to eat your tail in the long run until you fully surrender over mm-hmm. to the spirituality, what it means to actually be sober, body, mind, and spirit. You're, you're, you're going to, you're going to run into some roadblocks that you cannot foretell and you cannot see. And I, I've experienced that in my life. I see it all the time. I see it in the Bitcoin space. I can say, man, they're acting like a dry drunk because all they're doing is they're eating their tail. They were, they were parroting this same crap, you know, last year. They haven't changed. And so what is it? Well, they're not tying into something they need to tie into. And it's not a judgment, man. Yeah. I'm guilty. No, we're, I'm, we're literally sharing this because we're trying to share our story and, right. and just lead by example. Yeah. To be a dry drunk is very frustrating. Mm-hmm. To be a dry drunk is, is not rewarding. Right. It'll get you that high for a while. You can say, hey, look at me. You know, I, I've, I've accomplished. Man, you haven't even started that journey yet. And yeah. it's those small little victories that you allow yourself. Right. It's, uh, I, I stopped, I stopped drinking for Lent. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And like now, you know, I was hanging out with some friends last night and you want a beer? I'm like, no, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I don't need it anymore in my life. Yeah. And, uh, I do miss cigarettes though. Right. <laughs> I do. That's one thing. Surprisingly, like I need to give up coffee is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I picked up coffee this year. And then nothing better than a cigarette with that coffee slim. Let me tell you, I, good old American <laughs> spirit with the coffee is like the best thing ever. But I'm slowly working through that, not not having cigarettes anymore. But maybe it's the coffee. Maybe it's the coffee that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's something I need to need to work through that. That's my last kind of few vices that I have. I tell you, one thing that you need to understand is. But it's being, it's admitting those things honestly to yourself mm-hmm. and then working through it. It's a low time preference. Yeah. Not being too hard on yourself. Show yourself grace. Yeah. Right. It's okay, car. You drink coffee. Show yourself grace. Okay. I'm going to give you a little, yeah. a, a mental map here. Next time you want that coffee and the cigarette. And I've done this myself. Yeah. Tell me. What we, we look at, okay. Nicotine is a s- symptom. Okay. Okay. Uh, alcohol is a symptom. Uh, drug is a symptom. Whenever you, you're able to accept that those, those chemicals that you're wanting to induce into your consumption model is a symptom. What I mean, it's a behavioral problem. Oh, Next okay. time you want to smoke that cigarette and drink that coffee, you say, what am I behaving at right now? How am I behaving? Well, you're behaving, you're yearning for a chemical that you know is actually harmful to you. Absolutely. So you're behaving in a way that you're not allowing yourself to empower yourself. You're working against yourself. That right. goes with anger. That goes with chemicals. That goes with anything that you uh. want to look at in this life. It's a behavioral issue. Addiction is a behavioral issue. The chemicals are the symptom. Right. And that's a hard one to break down. But once you break it down. Yeah, let me break it down. I need, to, get, I need to work through it. It's going to take me. Check but, it. Check your behavior. Yeah, I need to. I need to think that through. Maybe yeah. tonight when I'm sleeping on the floor. Oh, it took okay. me. It took me years, man. It took me years. Like, I'd, I'd get pissed off with my dad. So I'd, I'd say, "Fuck you, dad, man." 
I ain't, I ain't got no behavioral issue. What, what are you, you talking about? Yeah, man? Those are fighting words. <laughs> well, what do you, uh, Slim? What, I, let me. I'm gonna ask you a weird question because I'm a weird guy. Go ahead. What do you think about uh, sleeping on the floor? Man, I slept on the floor for years and years. Do you, do, do, is there any kind of like science behind, or maybe that's the wrong word? Is there right. any kind of like <laughs> science? Screw your science, man. <laughs> is there any kind of like uh, thing as like as people as society that slept on the floor? Like, do you know any history to that? Uh, just because my friend Super sleeps on the floor, mm -hmm. he got me into sleeping on the floor. Yeah, I, what do you? And I, I feel better since I've been sleeping on the floor. Yeah, so I don't know. Where did beds come from? Like mattresses, like convenience. Is that what that is? Yeah, I mean, really, it is. I mean, you look at you know where I come from. You know that part of Texas. I I grew up you know two blocks away from the Panhandle Plains Museum. Well, up there in the Panhandle, Texas, is of course the Comanche Indians, and so you you study you study a lot of that growing up where I grew up, and so I I found out at a very young age where did they sleep? They slept on the Great Plains. And of course, they had their, you know, the, the types of systems, you know, the shelters that they created. There's a lot of different types of shelters. A lot of time that we could, we know it as a teepee. Well, what they use, yeah. they slept on the damn ground. Uh, Buddha, you know, look at him, the philosopher that he was. All he did was sleep on the ground. And there's a lot of things to it. To me, I did it for years and years. I, I had no problem because it was a form of humility for me. It kept me based. Oh, interesting. I wasn't I wasn't pursuing that comfort level because if you can engineer your own suffering, you're going to have more appreciation. Interesting. That's how I stepped into basically, you know, being able to travel across, the, you know, the travels that I went. I wasn't pursuing that damn inclusive resort. I was I was pursuing that, you know, in Chiang Mai, Thailand, that five dollar a night motel, whatever you want to call it, hostel that I, I wasn't afraid to sleep on the floor because everything else was the adventure. The floor was the humility. Interesting. Yeah. That's great insight. Um, Super described it as he sleeps in a tent outside and he was telling me that um, it's a return to God mm -hmm. when you sleep on the ground that, that he's made for us. And so when you're going to sleep, you're basically tamping into something there. Sure. And then when you when you wake up, you're you're popping up and you're just ready to go and like you said humility i didn't even think about that but that's what it is too as well but it's uh maybe there's something there well you, you hear about it. i mean and i've gone through my hippie days you know and all that kind of stuff you know being barefoot on soil i mean how many people just swear by that because you're you're tying into the the soil and let's look at you know everything that we're doing regenerative you know farming and agriculture, we're tying back into the soil. It's where we come. It's where the minerals are. It's, it's where the energy is. We're tapping into the earth. If you want to, if that's what you want to, you know, kind of frame it as, yeah, there's something there. And you look at it whenever you have a nice king-sized bed, which I've had, and uh, mm -hmm. what do you do? You slumber. I don't like to slumber. Or you want to sleep in. Yeah. And and I notice when I sleep sleeping on the floor, you just pop up like and you, you said you and you're ready up. to go for the yeah. day yeah it's not a matter of like oh i want to sleep in it's just like nope this time i fall asleep and then you wake up and then your sleep is done yeah and you, you within my family you know they didn't sleep on the floor but you know my my grandfather i mean it there's something in in my mother's side of the family where i have it is genetically we're up at 3 45 every day four o'clock that's that's how we work, man. That internal clock, and you saying ready to pop up. You're ready to pop up because you're you're, you're humble. 
you're, you're tying into an energy maybe that, you know, sleeping on the floor gives you as far as, you know, what it is sleeping, like, you know, sleeping in a tent. I've done it all. And, uh, there's something there that is to be said. I think as far as the individual, you bring this kind of this conversation, well, you go out there and you do a little proof of work and see what works for you. Yeah. And I also, that 6am kind of thing helps out a lot too, as well. Mm -hmm. I know you're an early morning riser too, as well. Mm -hmm. It really makes a difference in your day. You can accomplish a a lot more. I'm trying to get to 4am. It takes time. It takes time. time. Yeah, yeah. It does. But 6 a.m. so far seems to be working, but you you pop up at 6 and you you can knock out a lot before 9 o'clock. My time, you know, with what I'm doing right now, I mean, I I basically, by by having that early rise type stuff, you know, as you get older, you're going to, you're going to rise earlier. It just happens. It's something that happens naturally because you, you, your mind works differently as you age, of course. I'm not that much older. It's just something that evolves. Right. But, you know, by doing that, my days are freaking perfect now, man. My best work is done before noon. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. Right. It sure is. I've noticed that too. And then, and then. Because you're the sharpest. You really at, are. You really are the sharpest before noon, right? When you get up. Mm-hmm. There's something about capturing that, that, that light from, from the sun yeah. that hits you. Especially if you go outside and you really take in that that morning air and that, that morning sunrise, it yes. really gets to who we are as, as, as you know, as people. It really, well, and, and as, a, as your spirit, man, where I grew up, you know, the, the Texas panhouse has a, some of the best sunrises and sunsets in the world. And, you know, growing up knowing that, I mean, there used to be a place that was not too far from my house, man. I would go out there with my sleeping bag and my fishing pole so, you know, I would, I just, you know, I was being Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer when I was young. And I remember <laughs> those times better than anything with that sun rising and that sun setting, you know, and sitting there, you know, sleeping on the ground. And people are so detached from something as simple as that. And, and we have to remember that this, this prohibition of personal space is driving us into a comfort level that we, is very dangerous for us. We need to fight. We need to fight against that prohibition. Mm-hmm. And if it's, it, everybody's going to find their little pathway into that type of awareness. And, but if you just allow yourself a little bit of change, man, just, just point that compass, compass a little bit in a different direction, you're going to find some clarity that you can work with. I want to switch gears for a second. Sure. Cause I, I, I know, I know that, uh, you're, you're starting this beef initiative. You've been, you've been doing amazing things, right? Thanks. And like, uh, we had the live stream up today and we saw all that it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I hate to, t- I hate to be the guy who wants to talk about brand, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I want to talk about brand. Mm-hmm. Like it's a pretty cool brand. I see the hats. Yeah. Slick. It looks so good. <laughs> I'm like, man, that is such a great looking, that's a, that's a bull, right? Or what, what kind yeah, of steer? Is that a steer? A yeah, it's a bull. Okay. Yeah. Uh, clean. Yeah. It's just like very minimalist, very clean look. The branding's on point slim. Mm-hmm. Where are you getting these amazing ideas from? Because you know, I, I love I love creating things. I love starting projects. I love talking about, you know, art and design and all that stuff. This is fire stuff. This is amazing stuff. That's cool to hear. But I want I want I want I want okay, a hoodie like this. All right. You're gonna get it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Merchandise coming, right? Let's talk about the bull. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've, I ha- I have a, a a designer, uh he's a good friend. He's out in Hawaii. He did a lot of good work. And and you give credit where credit is due. And you know, my partner within, you know, on the 
on the development side of, you know, software and everything that we're doing within the beef initiative, kind of how we're creating a roadmap, I give it to JP. Hey, JP, uh, he came up, they came up with it like that. It was just something Amazing. that fell into our laps. Wow. Because we were looking, looking, So it's just looking. trusting in your, in, your, in your crew, trusting in the people around That's you. That's it, right there. Using their talents. Yeah. And whenever I was younger, I, you know, I went into telecommunication. I used to do project management also in multimedia. You know, I was around a lot of designers. I yeah, was around a lot me, of yeah. radio, television, and film. Being in yeah. Austin. Yeah, being in Austin. So I understand what a brand is. And I always wanted to create a brand. You know, I, I told you guys yesterday is like people are you know because you get this in the bitcoin space people try to call you out and shit and, I, and they say oh you're just developing a brand and it's like well you damn right i am why would i not how, how are you gonna how are you gonna fight against these people that are mm -hmm. you know showing their brands and, and doing things the harmful way like yeah. of course you need a brand to stand behind that shows the light right that, yeah. i mean like i don't understand how you fight something that you don't you don't fight it with just like, you need that, that, that kind of signal out there, letting people know like, Hey, this is the way. Yeah. And what, what better brand than that having a damn bull <laughs> it's boss. beef, it's Bitcoin, so everything that it is, it, it's very sturdy. Let's just put mm -hmm. it that way. It's very minimalistic. As you say, I love that part. It's to not it. wordy. It's just, it stands on its own. Mm -hmm. And whenever you can look at a brand, I mean, that does that a brand that does that where it's just like, it hits all those points that you just described. Mm -hmm. To me, that's that's like the ultimate, like, uh, I don't know what you call that, but it's just like, that's the that's the level of branding that you want. It is. Like Marty's done it with with his Trojan horse, yeah, TFTC logo. It's like perfect. Yeah. Like, you know, when he showed him to me the first time, I was like, oh, that's it. You could just, you just knew it. Mm -hmm. Right. And the same thing I see with yours is just like, yeah. I saw it yesterday. And I was like blown away. I was like, yes. I know. I've, I've, I've I apologize to everybody that's emailed me and wants a hat. They're coming. So I apologize. <laughs> but but look, going back to that, let's you said, how are we going to fight these powers that be that have with all these billions of dollars and how they've developed the type of messaging? The and they signal. control the media. They control, they the control media, all the news stations. Exactly. Uh, they control our food. Mm -hmm. You know, they control the banks. Yep. Um, there's sometimes some of them are even in power, mm -hmm. right? For, in, for your, sure. in your local or even um, major governments around the world. And that's what I tell everybody. It's like, okay, we're going to counterpunch and we're going to play by their rules. And how we're going to do this is we're going to bring pop culture. Sure, let's do it. Let's let's make this kind of fun. Let's bring yeah. music into it. What let's do you want to bring fun. into it? Let's do this. Let's bring the cowboy spirit into this shit. You don't know what a cowboy is? Well, watch. We're going to teach you. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to be a cowboy, but you can have that spirit. And so, you know, all of this is happened. It happened holistically. It happened organically. And it happened exactly. with the people around. The grassroots that, approach. Grass-fed, grassroots. Nothing was planned or no. plotted or anything like that everything is uh the way it's happening is how it's supposed to happen i believe like you look at how everything's been kind of playing out here in the central texas area, in texas yeah everything's happened naturally mm -hmm. through this grassroots movement it really is yeah and i had a i thank goodness because I mean, a dream come true you and i both respect adam you know i grew yeah. up watching adam I, you guys don't know adam curry no, I, I remember i remember <laughs> Uh, peeping in to MTV as a kid and right. like seeing this guy it's like who's this interesting <laughs> fella and then I remember when he was on Leo Laporte's stuff and like uh, during the web 2.0 days yeah I remember seeing that too go to go to YouTube everybody out there listening real quick go to YouTube and do uh, Adam Curry Headbangers Ball oh, okay gosh. 
And we, growing up. What we, was that? What was that beggar's ball? Okay, Saturday nights. Everybody remember, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have all this. We didn't even have cable TV. This was on TV. MTV, right? Yeah, it was, well, MTV was the most innovative thing that had ever happened in our lives as teenagers. And okay. Adam Curry was leading that. And he had this thing called Headbangers Ball. You had radio. You couldn't even, you had to go buy a freaking CD or a cassette tape. You I could, remember that. You could not have demand. Nothing was on demand. You had to plan your entertainment. So here we go. We got this dude named Adam Curry, and he's on Saturday nights on NTV, and he's doing Headbangers Ball, and he's doing, you know, people like um, Metallica. He's doing Iron Maiden. He's doing Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath back in the so day. So he was covering this, all these 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 bands that were the radio blowing up, right? Yeah, the radio wouldn't play Oh, the play radio them. wouldn't play them? You had to go out and find out who the hell is going to play this music, right? Oh. And here is Adam Curry. The How did he know about these bands? Because he's innovative. Wow. Because that's who he so is. he sought out the talent? Of course. Wow. He made MTV in a lot of ways that a lot of people don't understand. They go, oh, MTV. MTV went to shit. It got captured. We know that. It became a reality. Yeah. I don't even know what it is I now. I don't even, I have no clue. It does not even matter anymore. It's irrelevant. Right. From, from the days that it was, though, it was the most innovative thing that we'd ever seen, and he was leading it. Well, he's doing that now. And, you know, we had that podcast the other day on my new YouTube channel that we're moving forward with. It's the Beef Initiative YouTube channel. Once I get 100 subscribers, we're going to be able to have our own little URL tagline, right? Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, Anyways, we need everybody go, go sign up. Yeah, exactly. Go you to YouTube, uh, search Beef Initiative. You're going to see Adam no, Curry. We'll put, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. But yeah, people need to go sign up for that. Well, that, that uh, and I misspelled the word howls. But anyways, I said Texas howls. Like a wolf howling, a coyote howling at the freaking moon. That's what Texas is doing right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people are going to start understanding. And, and Adam feels it. You know, he lives, he came to Austin and then he got out of Austin and now he's in the hill country and he sees it in the hill country. And you'll hear that if you listen to his No, no Agenda or you listen to the He does that with Dvorak, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you listen to this podcast that we did, we're talking about how this, exactly what you came into this natural conversation that we just had that there's something happening here and people need to point their compass over here because anything that you're trying to search out and find right now, you're going to find it here in Texas yeah. and it's going to happen and it is happening. Yeah. And if you're paying attention to, I haven't watched TV in almost three years. I don't have, I don't have I don't, a tele television any a channel media, or anything yeah, like that. Any media that I have right now, as far as what I'm listening to every day, I told you yesterday, I don't listen to a lot of people's podcasts right now because I can't really because I'm too busy and I need to stay focused. Right. But I've shut out the damn noise and I've shut out the distractions. And I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Right. It makes and a difference. People have the balls to go out in there and do it. Turn it off, man. And just be okay with it. You know, be okay with doing the accountability, whatever you want to call it, whatever you need to do create that narrative right. in your mind don't be afraid to do it let's have some fun yeah and, and it's interesting too like a lot of the news that i get is usually coming from tftc or like your that's podcast or like my local um friends around here like if i need to find out something major important that's going on like i found out the covid's canceled or whatever something like that yeah, uh, uber uber driver was telling me he's like covid's canceled oh is it it's like oh I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't paid attention, man. Yeah. Serious, yeah, huh? I know. That's where I was kind of surprised. And then, uh, but this is how we find out about the, the, 
the state of the world, I guess, it, here in Austin, at least for me as Bitcoiner. My, my, here's my algorithm in the, of the day here. Okay. I wake up, you know, do whatever we can do, coffee, whatever it is. But the, how I get my information, <laughs> this is what? freaking honest, man. What is, what is it? I get on freaking Bitcoin Twitter and see what people are parroting. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's, that's bullshit. That's okay. Up, oh, no concern. I'm done. And that's the news. Right. And then I'll, I'll listen to No Agenda with Adam, you know, Thursdays yeah. or Sundays, and you're going to find out what's going on. And you're going to say, okay, clown world, clown world, circus. Here we go. You know, so you, you learned it like you learn to laugh at it and you learn that it is laughable. And once you can say, man, I'm wasting way too much time paying attention to these distractions these distractions are stealing from me. And they have, they have no, that. they have no control of your life once you Nuh-uh. realize that. And it's, it's literally just making that mental switch. It really is. But once again, you know, our whole our whole society lives in a lot of forms of addiction, mm-hmm. and that's why I tell everybody: look at your consumption models. What is your consumption model? I'm not just talking about food. I'm talking about audio. I'm talking about video. Right. Why don't you have enough freaking, you know, pride in yourself as far as a, a healthy pride, a humble pride to say, man, I'm going to be my own damn mind filter because if, I, if I'm not, you know, m- my state of mind's not going to be like I want it to be today. And you mm-hmm. wake up, okay, let's, let's dive down to this. Let's dissect it just a little bit. You wake up in the morning. First thing you do is turn on the damn news. First thing is something negative, which is by design, it's going to be negative. It's red. What does that do to your mental clarity at that moment in time? It's a negative. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a net positive, a net negative starting the day. Okay. What is that? A thought creates an emotion. The emotion creates an action An action creates a behavior. A behavior creates a pattern patterns become habits what habits are you living in right now that you can eliminate eventually they become your truth if you let them fair enough right yeah and if you break it down point by point what i just said you're going to say okay i have a behavioral issue once again back to the addiction well i have a Mm -hmm. i have an addiction to content right that's not healthy for me have the balls to get rid of it get it out of your life mm-hmm. and move forward in that way. You know, I, I look at my parents and the elders in my life and I tell them, put that damn phone down, quit scrolling. It has nothing there. You need to start writing. You need to start telling your grandchildren a story. It's so true. Reflect. It's time to reflect, not to yearn for that content that is making you depressed or that you're you're arguing or you're parroting just for conversation. Conversation. Mm-hmm. If you can do that as an individual, then you're going to understand that you know, basically, all ever the universe that you're searching for is within, and it starts with being able to be your own mind filter based on the consumption model that you pursue. And that's 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 what uh, like I subscribe to this newsletter, and it's a local Austin like. Um, uh, it's not, it's not the American Statesman. It's not the Chronicle. It's, it's, a, it's a small little publication. I forget the name of it, mm-hmm. but I get the newsletter every morning. So I read it to see what's going on in Austin. Yeah. And these are just people that are donating their time. And uh, I was reading today, apparently they're starting a UBI program in Austin. It's not, they're not talking about it anywhere. Like, but they're starting a UBI program in Austin for like a hundred families. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's because you have like the, the people in power you know, following these same narratives, right? Sure. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but that's the state of the world. So that's why I feel like now Bitcoiners in Austin, 
it's time to share everything. Mm-hmm. It's time to be that light for people in your, in your here in your life, hyper localized community in Texas. Yeah. We all need to be sharing our story. Mm-hmm. What's what changes we're making, how, how we can save our communities. It's, right. It's a form of giving, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you look at UBI universal basic income, what is that? That's only that's receiving. Okay, receiving without giving is nothing but a codependency that's going to lead you into basically losing any empowerment that you might have in this life. Until you're ready to step up and say, I'm going to give before I receive, you're not going to accept that UBI. You're not going to accept the narrative that it's based on. It's based on a devalued, debased dollar that basically is used to trap us and to capture us to where we are the product. It all comes back to the same crap. They want to turn us into the product to be able to get off our data, to get off our consumption models in which they retain and maintain power. And that's it. It, it, It's that simple. And in my mind, I can see that visually. It's like, holy shit, here we are. So what do we do? We fight it exactly how you just said. We fight it with media. That's why it's so important what, you know, Marty's doing with TFTC, what we're doing every day. And then here with what you're doing with the beef initiative, it really is a, a, a signal that we need to be sending out to, to the, to our community here in Texas. It really is. Um, and, and that's why it's so important this weekend here in Kerrville. Um, we're going to have uh, an amazing time. Yeah. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. How, how many tickets do you have left to sell? Like, do we, is it one of those things where like you literally are going to run out of room? Is that a possibility, Slim? No, I don't know, man. I told everybody that's helping me out. Don't tell me. I don't know how many tickets we're going to sell. No, I don't want to know how many you're going to sell. Like, I don't how know. much till you have to stop? Well, <laughs> basically, we, I don't, we're not there yet. We're, okay, cool, cool. Because, you know, we. So you we, have time, yeah, people who are listening right now. Everybody, I'll tell you what, I, I created a discount code. It's, it's, it's not much, but it's there, you know. Kerrville, Texas, April 23rd, okay, Saturday, this coming Saturday, 9 to 4, and then from 6 to 8.39, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to have conferences speakers. It's going to be Marty, Parker, Michael from Ocean. Heavy hitters, Jimmy man. Jimmy Song, yeah, me, uh, Cole Bolton, Jason Rick from Colorado coming in. We got ranchers. We got money people. We got uh, Dr. Mary Care. We got I'm doctors, we got, her, the, yeah. we got the sound money, we got the sound health, we got the sound communications, we got the sound future that we're going to do a call to action to. We're going to release all kinds of information. If you come to Kerrville and you go right now to beefinitiative.com, you buy your tickets, use the discount code. Of course it is this. It's slim. S-L-I-M. <laughs> we'll give you 10% off. Uh, you know, I wasn't planning on doing it, but I'm going to do it now because this is impromptu. But yeah. come to Kerrville, man. We're going to have a steak dinner that night. It comes with a steak dinner. It comes with oh, wow. nine speakers. And it, I heard it's K- KNC cattle. It's KNC cattle. Wow. Cole Bolton and KNC cattle. And we're going to have a big old smorgasbord of different types of cups of meat and everything. So you're getting a steak dinner. You're getting base communications. We're going to talk about education for the ranchers. You're going to be able to find... You come to this conference in the state of Texas. If you live in the state of Texas, you will have food security for the next two years if you choose to take it. We're going to give you that on-ramp to that type of food security, and it's going to be some of the best beef in the United States right now. It's proof of work. We already know it. We verified. Now you can trust. 
And so that's that's what we're doing with these conferences across the United States this year, from Colorado to Georgia to the last one of the year. I don't know yet. Oh, amazing. But we're going to have them every, you know, throughout the last, next couple of months, there's going to be a conference. But we've got to so start cool. now. We've got to set the precedence and the standard right now with this conference. Yeah. And, and everybody in freaking in Texas and especially here in Austin. They should be going to it. Like I've been talking to a lot of people mm -hmm. and I already know a lot of Bitcoiners are going to be there. A lot of Bitcoiners, not just the ones you mentioned, but even more mm. Bitcoiners behind the scenes going to be there. Me and Logan will be there. There's going to be a lot of Bitcoiners coming to this. Yes. So if you're if you're a Bitcoiner that's living living somewhere you know outside of Texas and you're wondering like, hey, what would be a good event to go to where right. I can not only meet Bitcoiners, I can understand Texas better. I can try this amazing meat that everybody's talking about. I can meet Texas Slim. I can get some, you know, beef initiative swag. I can, and then on top of that, I can learn all these things. Then at that point, you can really understand like, hey, I spent a weekend in Kerrville mm -hmm. and now I understand Texas. Now, then you can go back to your family and then you can pitch them on coming to Texas and moving here. I I, I mean, I, that's a perfect little uh, scenario to follow. You look at, you know, the the where we're having the Museum of Western Art. You want to talk about <sighs> Texas history, cowboy history and everything, man. They got some beautiful art there, beautiful history to reflect on. Uh, we've got the Guadalupe River that flows through Kerrville. Yeah. I mean, you go hang out on the river if you want. You've got, you know, you've got uh, the Wyo Ranch Hotel there. It's it's basically the Wyo Ranch created a hotel there in the, in the 80s. It's still there. It's not the Best, like most glamorous hotel, but what it is, it's got the kick-ass lobby. We're going to be hanging out there. I mean, there's going to be a good so time. Much in fun. It is. It's going to be a blast. And Bitcoiners coming to Kerrville, Texas, who would thought? I, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of families there too. Like there is. Taking their, their their children and then you're going to see a lot of different types of people. And it's everybody. That's what Texas is about. It really is. I mean, in, in what's, what's kind of cool about this, this is the states that I'm pretty sure that's going to be there. I think we got somebody coming from Wyoming, got people coming from Colorado, Colorado, Arizona, California, Kansas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, uh, Illinois, Florida, Georgia, uh, da, 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 one other state, I think. And wow. that's that's the only thing that I know. And I haven't really been paying attention. And some of those people that have bought those tickets were the first ones to buy it. So us here in Texas got to step <sighs> up and honor those people that are actually traveling and making that intentional decision to plan, to fly, to drive, and to get that lodging and to come and to learn and to provi provide the feedback to their families, to their friends, to their communities. This is about hyper-localization, community based food intelligence and lifestyle pathways that we're all going to follow here moving forward. Yeah. And if you're a Bitcoiner in Austin going to Kerrville, um, make sure you talk to everybody. Yeah. Like be a steward of, 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 of wherever you're from here in Texas. If you're from Austin, you know, if you're from San Antonio, you're from Houston, wherever you're coming from to Kerrville this weekend. Right. Like talk about your community. Talk about all those things. Like Pitch your town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it was like, I, like we, we have a friend here, G who, who lives in San Antonio. He runs a, the, the San Antonio Bitcoin club. Right. And he's like, car, we're doing it different here in San Antonio as Bitcoin. So I'm like, I love it. Yeah. Like pitch your town, be proud of where you're coming from. Be mm -hmm. part of, be proud of your community. Uh, Cause I know I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, that's, that's what we can do this weekend in Kerrville is we can be proud of where we come from as Texans. And then even the people that are outside of Texas, and come learn from us and we can learn from them. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Well, it, it's a good point. I come from Canyon, Texas, you know, and it's, it's nothing special, man, but it's very special. And it, it's a cool little town. 
it's nothing like here in the hill country. It is the Great Plains. It's Yano Estacado. It's the desert high plains. A lot of people think it's ugly as hell. I think it's beautiful. Everybody has their story. Everybody has their little, you know, gem of a feeling and emotion to where they come from. This is what this is about. It's about heritage. It's about tradition. It's about reflecting and communicating something that you find dear that you can share with everybody. And we start with nutrition. We start with the rancher. The rancher got us here. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Tickets are, uh, you said 10% off with the code slim mm -hmm. starts uh, Saturday. Yes. Stay till Sunday. Um, well, we're going to have a devotional on Sunday, on Sunday. Nine yeah. O'clock. Yeah. And, so. uh, yeah, get out there. And get gonna, out there. And a lot uh, of people are going to hang out on the river after the devotional on Sunday. Amazing. So. Yeah. Get out there and hang out with Bitcoiners and hang out with people of Texas and yeah. eat some beef, meet Texas slim. There you go. Local legend. <laughs> we'll get there, right? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I think you are. I think you are. You've you've uh, you've inspired a lot. Of us. You've inspired me. Yeah. Uh, I've told you that many times. Well, that but, goes uh, hand in hand too, Car. Uh, I'm I'm nothing. Uh, it's all you. It's all you and Marty and the Parkers and the Jimmys and Kyles and the the people that are really out there. Yeah, you know, embolding us to think that we can do something, and then sure. we go out there and start doing it. Stay cool. humble, stack some. Yeah, stay humble, definitely. Stack some protein. Stack some proteins. Stack a new lifestyle. <laughs> Here we go. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Which way?